The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill, to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. As we celebrate a Marian feast day, I have to admit that um, I, am, I am probably a mama's boy in real, actual life, but I'm, I'm definitely a mama's boy in my spiritual life, for, for absolute certain. And uh, somebody reminded me that it's been so long ago now, it could have been eight years ago, I don't even remember, but I was at a Sarah Club meeting, and I said something about, you know, in your spiritual light, you know, if something goes wrong, don't go running to mama because she's just going to point you right back to the father. She's just going to point you right to Jesus, right? And, um, and it's funny, I don't even remember that I had said that, but apparently I did back then. And one of the things that I've been talking about lately, of course, you guys know that I, I try to refocus our attention on these sacramental realities, right? But the, one of the things that I want to remind us of today is Elizabeth's response right? What's her response to the Blessed Mother Mary, right? It's like she was filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Filled with the Holy Spirit. Why do we use this? Why do we use a flame as something that describes the Holy Spirit, right? We, we think at Pentecost, even those flames, those tongues of fire that hovered amongst Mary and the disciples, it's just like a flame because it burns inside of you. Where else do we hear that, right? So, Mary, Elizabeth's filled with the Holy Spirit at this encounter with our Blessed Virgin Mary. And many of us have felt that very same thing. And that's why we've all become, you know, mama's boys and girls, right? Because she burns within us. And one of the amazing things is, what's the other thing that I often point to, right? What happens here, our Lord and the Eucharist, and then what happened at the road to Emmaus? What happens in the breaking of bread? What is the way that they describe it? Were our hearts not burning inside of us? That's why we talk about we need the fire of the Holy Spirit, which is in us. 
We need the breaking of the bread, which feeds us and makes our heart burn and yearn for God and united with him. And then we need our blessed Virgin Mary. We need our mother to help keep guiding us and ushering us on the way. What's it like, you know, all of you who are mothers out there, you know, and you're walking and your kids are still kind of like learning how to, how to walk and keep, you're like, yeah, keep up, keep up, you know, all the things that you do as a mom. You know, you feed, you nourish, you usher along, you know, you sort of push out of nests when they need shoves, right? All of those amazing things. Every single one of us need that in our, in our walk with Christ, in our spiritual life. We need to be protected, ushered on, pushed out of nests often. And then again, when all of these things that we've been given, all of the gifts that we've been given, our Blessed Virgin Mary, the fire of the Holy Spirit, the Eucharist, what happens when we fail? Again, then we go to that sacrament. We make reparation for, for the things that we've done wrong so we can be back on track. You know, it's, it's really our Blessed Virgin Mary that would lead us back into the hand. Well, now go say you're sorry, right? Doesn't that sound like something that your mom would tell you to do when you mess up? Yeah. All of those things are absolutely pivotal for it's not It's not rocket science, right? And yet, I was with one of my best friends, Father Tim, and we, were, we went to go see a movie yesterday. And we went, gosh, this was just eye-opening. We went to the Lloyd Center, and we were in that mall. That was kind of a terrifying experience. Everything was closed, practically everything. It just, I mean, decimated by the pandemic and everything like that. And then the thing was even more terrifying than that is we went into the Barnes and Noble. And, and, and of course, this is two priests looking through like spiritual eyes, right? So many things, and, and I'm going to say like outright demonic things, occult things, everywhere. I mean, after, there were tables devoted, and one of the central books was divination, you know, your handbook for crystals, your handbook for, I mean, it was so much occult practice in the comic books, and all the titles of the books are steering everybody away from God towards some sort of other spiritual reality that is not God. Well, what's another spirituality that's not God? It's the devil. That's the only other spiritual reality that's out there. So it's out, and it's bleeding into society. And I, I know that you guys know that. Like, I know in some ways I'm preaching to the choir on this stuff. But man, that was eye-opening for us to see that there. So we sort of knew that it, that it existed, but it, was, but it was really scary to see how active it is. But like I said, we make reparations, and then we come back into the fold. And then let me ask you guys this question, and I know you'll agree with me, but it's just like, if you are a biblical Christian, if you, if you love the Bible and you believe in the Bible, do you hear from all generations, people calling our Blessed Mother Mary blessed because the Almighty has done great things for her and holy is his name, you know? Do you hear people doing that? It comes straight from the Bible that all generations will call our Blessed Virgin Mary a blessed woman, and yet some people have trouble with that. You're like, oh, well, actually, it's right here in the Bible that all generations will do that. So why is it all generations only within, like, Catholicism or orthodoxy or things like that. She's absolutely pivotal, so pivotal that she gives us the model of what it's like to cooperate with our Lord, her, her fiat, her yes. 
And then that inspires other people, like Elizabeth, to do the exact same thing. And it has not stopped. It inspires all of us to do the same thing, to respond, yes, yes, Lord. And then when we say no, again, she leads us back, and then we repair, and we come back, and we are filled up by this and by this. And if we could do those things, be a mama's boy, be a mama's girl, you know, she will never lead you astray. She will always lead you towards our Lord. She will always strengthen your relationship, and she will always be there to protect you. God bless you all.